The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Exploring our oneness with spirit and each other. Unity Online Radio. Are you seeking more energy and ready to have more healings and revealings in your life? Then you've tuned into the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is intentional and dynamic. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome everyone and thank you for being with us today and more importantly, thank you for being a an intentional spirit. Um, we love hearing from you from all over the world and definitely appreciate you sharing on social media our show and some of the MP3 files of tremendous guests that we have. Uh, today we have an incredible guest that uh, actually the the title of our show today is From Hard Rock to Heartache, and we have uh, the incredible Scott Helmer, who has a story of how he creates music, performs music, and in that way, uh, focuses on helping others. Uh, Scott, welcome to our show today. I'm delighted to have you and uh, to hear your story. Oh, Temple, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So we talk a lot on this show. Um, I've been doing this show about four or five years now, and we talk a lot about intentional spirits and, and people that have become intentional, some by default, um, others with just knowing um, from the very beginning of their lives, their mission and their, their purpose. Uh, we're happy for them. That's not true for most of us. <laughs> How did you get to be... Uh, on a, a, being a trailblazer of wanting to be a contributor to global events and making a difference. Well, that's quite an introduction. I appreciate it. You know, I, I still think, as I say, I'm writing my comeback story and on that path, so it's a work in progress. Um, you know, I grew up in Chicago, and I always had music in my life. I played drums uh, from an early age of about four to five and did my music all the way up until my 20s with my brother, Rich. And uh, I had a, a role model. My grandfather was at a printing and advertising company in Chicago, so kind of a suit-and-tie guy, went into the big city every day to work. So I think subconsciously I saw him as my role model, and that was kind of a more uh, conservative path to take, and that was kind of the definition of success. So even though I loved music and that consumed my whole life growing up, in my early 20s I kind of put it on the shelf to enter the business world. I wanted to be a captain of industry, and... Uh, um, I was an insurance broker for about a decade, and I had opened my own shop in 2006 and was going along well, and the market crashed in 08, as everybody knows, and I had just opened my own uh, agency. I lost my line of credit, and there went my uh, uh, demise. I couldn't restructure my debt, and everything just kind of unraveled from there. And I was fighting to stay alive, to keep everything going, and I made a horrible, uh, made a horrible mistake, a mistake that I'll, you know, regret for the rest of my life and have to deal with. 
Um, I lost my line of credit. I couldn't restructure my my line of, uh, my, my debt and whatnot. And I dipped into my company trust fund uh, to use money from from my account to try to keep the doors open while I tried to right the ship. And that's illegal. And like I said, that's a that's a, you're kind of at a crossroads. I made the mistake of making that decision. It's something I live with, you know, to this day for the rest of my life, the consequences that came from that. But it was in my demise in that dark moment. You know, I had I had been making progress every year, and things were getting better and better. And at that moment when everything came crashing down, I had the whole world, you know, it felt like was coming down on me, and I really wanted to give up. Um, I was getting ready to throw in the towel, and I took a drive one day when all this stuff was happening and everything was unraveling. And I pulled off the side of the road up in the mountains up in Arizona, which were uh, my hometown, and uh, pulled off the side of the road, and I put a gun in my mouth, and I was about a second away from pulling the trigger. And I looked up, and I had tears in my eyes, and I said, you know, God, if you help me through this, I'll bow to deal with whatever consequences I have to deal with from, from my choices, my horrible choices that I've made, but just help me get through it. And I'll use it. I won't run and hide. I'll use what's happened here and the, the bad choices that I've made to try to do some good and try to make a difference. So I said, you know, I just said, if you if you help me through this, I'll I'll make the commitment to get through it and not to give up. And that was kind of a turning point for me. Um, so I put the gun down and decided to move forward. And after all the dust settled, after I dealt with all the junk that I had to deal with from from making that poor choice. I said, okay, I need to, I need to, you know, follow through on that commitment. So I'm going to kind of hit the reset button on my life. I'm going to do what I love, which was music. I always did well in the business world up until that point, but my true passion, my true love is music. And I said, I'm going to do that and I'm going to figure out a way to use what I love to help other people. And the, probably the biggest thing to resonate with or the biggest takeaway is if I can use my experiences to help other people, one, maybe if they're at that drastic point uh, where they're thinking about, you know, maybe taking their own life and they can see my story and where I came from and what I went through to know not to give up. Don't do that because I've been given 101 gifts since that time that uh, if I would have thrown in the towel that day, I wouldn't be here today talking to you and there's been so many great things that have happened. So that's kind of the journey that's brought me here, and the uh, tour that I'm on now is kind of an incarnation from that whole experience. Well, you know, um, I love many things about about your story, and one of the things that I that I love that's so simplistic and so profound at the same time is for people to hear and make that distinction because I had to do that after so many years of drinking and automobile accidents and, you know, crazy making. Um, there's a big difference between I made mistakes and I am a mistake. And right. I, I think that and know that with people like you out there, you know, in the – in the world telling this message, it brings such comfort to people because we've all made mistakes and it's learning that we're not one and kind of surrendering to that. Sure. And 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 being able to, like you said, I, I love that metaphor, really, of hitting the reset button um, and how to how to catapult yourself to let me make my mistakes matter. I think that's my new statement I've been kind of massaging because I, I love sound bites. Um, and my new one is um, my past describes me, but it does not define me. Well, I like that's that. Me. That's very good. Yeah. You like that? Well, you can use it. You know, <laughs> I will. I will. We'll get those. We'll get you, those on t-shirts. We'll get those on you, <laughs> Yeah, my my past describes me, but it does not define me. And I think that's where the rubber meets the road. Is a, so many people use their past to define them. Well, this is what happened to me twenty five years ago, or you know, my ex husband. He took everything I had, and my life's been a mess ever since. You know, they use those moments to that to describe that's who they are. Versus someone like you that is saying, "This is kind of giving you an overview, and this is kind of describing you myself, and and then this is where then I am now." headed 
And I, I just, I really appreciate the humility and, and just that whole embracing of your, of your doing that. And, um, but that statement helps me a lot because I'm not anonymous with my crazy making and alcoholism. I've been sober 27 years. And you know what? I, I never sat in a car and said, I'm, I'm going to take my life. But I, I happen to think, I'd be interested in hearing what you think about this, uh, Scott. Suicide, I think, is is a one-action kind of thing. But there are a lot of subtle acts of suicide that happen with people every day that they stop living a whole lot, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. I completely agree with you. I mean, I'm one of the most positive, upbeat people uh, that I know, and I'm the last person that would sit and contemplate suicide or making that kind of drastic decision. But I tell you, you cannot, you know, you don't, you can't, you know, what do they say, until you've walked in someone else's shoes. I was under mm-hmm. so much pressure, and I thought that that would be the solution. And, um, you know, after I came on the other side of that, I I had two choices. I could either go, you know, hide in a room and, and go hide away for the rest of my life, or I could do the exact opposite and use the things that happened in all their gory details to try to make some difference and try to help other folks out that might be going through the same thing. You know, it's all relative to what you're used to. So some, you know, some people might not need those kind of circumstances to make drastic change in their life. It might be something, uh, you know, much more subtle, like you said. But, um, you know, until you're actually in that situation, you can't judge because it's, it's some, you know, everything affects everybody differently. But I, I, had, I had a distinct choice, and I remember the moment. I said I can either go and run and hide. Or I can do, you know, the exact opposite, as I can, as I said, and try to use this to make a difference. And I could have done that, you know. It's very painful. It's easy, or easier, let me say. As I'm sitting here now, a couple of years removed from the scenario or the, or the situation, and talk about it. But I just wanted to, I just wanted to bury my head in the sand and go. I can't believe my life has gotten to this point, and I was, I was one made those decisions that I made that brought me here. And now that I then contemplated the next step, um, but I had to just deal with it. The one thing with my, my story, as you call it, it comes from a real place. So everything I'm doing, um, it, it comes from real events that really happen, and, and you know, nothing's fabricated. It's, however ugly it is, it's what really went down. So when I started this whole thing, I said, I have to, I have to just tell the truth and lead with and, and put all the scars out there and all the, all the ugly parts of it because it's the only way as I get a year, five, ten years down the road into this, um, it's the only way I'm going to be able to deal with it every day is just telling the truth. And it's such a, you know, you probably know this. You just you just throw it all out there and let all the chips fall where they may. It's a very freeing experience and allows you just to move on. And, you know, I think what you said about defining your life about those past experiences, yeah, I mean, you can you can carry all that stuff around with you and it ends up being like your calling card. Hey, I'm Scott and this is my story and these are all the bad things I've done. Nice to meet you. Or you can just say, and then you wake up and it's 10 years down the road or 20 years down the road and you've been carrying that around like luggage with you your whole life. I think the time passes pretty quick. So I'm fortunate that I just realized that, hey, I got to throw it all out there. I'm committed to making some changes, and I'm committing to doing some good with my story, um, and that's been a very freeing thing. I guess that's a roundabout way of saying that. Yeah, absolutely, and it, it's just, it's it's really beautiful, and I, I, I definitely want to talk more about that and how you found uh, people in your life to be supportive or not and all that, but I just want to make one more point because, you know, you're right, and I mean, that's one reason I was so happy to have you on the show is that we have so many different layers of, of suicide conversation. And let's be real, probably it's been going on since the beginning of time. But now with all the technology, we just seem to hear about, you know, things so much more. But people ask me, you know, um, have, have you ever thought about that? And I go, uh, no, you know, to me, it doesn't seem um, natural. Um but on the other hand, I have to say that the many times I was in an automobile going 55 miles an hour on the interstate, drunk out of my mind, um, okay, what do you want to call that? 
Yeah, I mean, you know? that's, 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 I mean, that's, that's, I mean that's, what yeah, can you call that? Because it was just some kind of guardian angel or something that I'm, that I'm still here in, in one piece, uh, as we would say. But, um, absolutely that was definitely putting it out there that, um, you know, the end of life could have, I, for some reason I didn't want to be here. Um, you know, that's for sure. But when you had this epiphany and this, uh, kind of awareness and wow, this isn't really the way I want to go in that dark hour. Um, how did you, how did you find the people? Uh, first of all, had the people around you been a support when you failed? We know how happy people are, uh, when we are a success because they even have some kind of glorified, uh, idea that they help make it so. <laughs> <laughs> sure, but sure. When you were at the at the down and out, did you have a support system? Yeah, my thing was a little bit different. Um I kept everything to myself. I felt too proud and like I needed to solve the problem myself and I'm smart enough and I should be able to get myself out of this and I wouldn't dare ask anybody for assistance to get out of this and try to fix my problems. So I kept I kept everything inside. It was like a pressure cooker, right? And even leading up to that moment where I took the drive out one day and put a gun in my mouth, nobody knew what was going on with my, my deal. Um, that being said, and as I sit here right now, I have the best uh, family and support system around me, my mom and my dad and my grandparents and my brother and my sister-in-law. And I have a really tight-knit, uh, small but very tight-knit family um, and some great close friends as well. But with the family, once they found out what I was dealing with, you know, they were ready to, you know, hit me upside the head and say, what are you doing? Why didn't you tell us? We would have tried to help out. We would have tried to battle plan. But as I said, I was too proud and thought I should be able to fix all this stuff. But, yeah, from the beginning of my demise up until today and everything in between, my mother, I have to always give my mom credit because she is absolute, absolutely a saint. Um, she's one of my biggest supporters. I love her so much. And, um, yeah, it's easy when you're doing well. Everybody, you know, everybody's your friend and the phone's always ringing and everybody wants to be your pal. But, boy, the, the saying nobody loves you when you're down and out is no truer of a statement. But I think that... True, that that also is a learning experience because it really shows it showed me anyway um, to really put prior you know and priorities in line of what's important family the close relationships of the real true friends that you have um, and isn't it interesting I have a I have a I have one real close friend who lives out in California my buddy Eric and we grew up together and there's times where I won't talk to him for months at a time and. Um, isn't it great when you have a good friend that you don't talk to for a while, but as soon as you do, whether it's been months or a year, whatever it is, you can pick up right where you left off and you don't need to talk to that person every day and that connection's there and they're always there and it's a true friend that supports you. So yeah, I'm very fortunate and blessed. I have a, I have a, a handful of people like that in my life that, that are, are with me and support me. Oh, that's great. That is um, wonderful to hear. And I imagine that some of them went through a little bit of the the family guilt or the relationship guilt of, like, how did we miss the memo? You know, how did we miss, you know, that that part of it as well? Yeah, I'm pretty good at hiding that. So I couldn't say it's their fault. And I would never look and say, oh, how could you guys not see? Um, Oh, no. Oh, no. That would be so evident with you. But I I know for me, when I found out something about someone I love and that they were going through really hard times, I I do kind of assess it and go, wow, wonder why, you know, how did I not pick that up? Um, You know, what's interesting, what's interesting with that real quick, I'll say, and, you know, every, you know, I'm on tour, I'm touring the country and it's, Every day is a different town and a different event that we're raising money for, and we'll get into that later. But uh, there's so many people that come up to me and say, I can relate to your story. You know, I was at that same point. I was going to take my own life, or I was dealing with hard times. I had a relationship that broke up, or a business failed, or an illness, or, you know, the 101 other things that happened through the course of our lives. And um, they say, I can, you know, relate to you on that standpoint. And so as we're talking here right now, and like you said, you know, you had a couple incidents where you might not be here today from the car accidents and making poor Mm -hmm. choices. And I almost did the same thing and all those different things. If we weren't talking about this right now, and I wasn't able to simply say, if you're having a problem or if there's an issue in your life you need some help with, just tell people about it. You know, I was, 
I knew how to build a business in my sales career or with anything else I had done in my life, knowing that there's a mastermind principle, right? You get a group of people together to help solve problems or help grow a business or whatever you want to do. That's way more effective than just doing it yourself. So it's interesting that in my darkest hour, I didn't take my own advice and what had worked for me in the past and just kept everything to myself. So I think it's important. There's no shame in saying, hey, I'm, I've, I've fallen down and I need a hand up. Well, I think you make a, a very viable uh, point, Scott. For many years, I was a corporate coach, and I would go into companies that they, they really weren't thriving, and a lot of the employees weren't connecting. And I saw it time and time again how a lot of people had tremendous skills, but they would be one way at home, and then they would be another way at the office. Do you know what I mean? Right. And and sure. if we could learn to take the best of who we are and apply it across the board and not make the distinction of here's work, here's home, here's parenting, but kind of carry those same tools everywhere we are, I think we would all um we would all be a lot better off just like you're saying. For those of you that are just tuning in, I'm talking to Scott Helmer and Boy, does he have a tremendous story, and he is a difference maker. You know how we love difference makers, and he is traveling across the country. And during our break, go to his website, scotthelmer.com. You're listening to The Intentional Spirit, and we'll be right back following this short break. If Unity Online Radio has helped you grow spiritually through programs like this one, please consider supporting this online radio programming. Visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you for helping us continue to serve as the voice of an awakening world. I'm Dr. Tom Shepard, host of Let's Talk About It on Unity Online Radio. In my studies of world religions, I've repeatedly encountered two central spiritual questions. How do we make sense of life, and how do we live it more successfully? You're invited to explore these two questions with me in my new book, The Many Faces of Prayer, How the Human Family Meets Its Spiritual Needs. You'll be amazed at the remarkable ways people have learned to pray to their gods and to celebrate life individually and as communities of faith. Learn more at unitybooks.org. There is a high cost to playing it safe. You have the power to overcome obstacles in your path and create positive changes in your career and personal life by taking smart risks. Move ahead with faith, confident that whatever the outcome, you can handle it. Don't you deserve more? Gain tools, tips, and insights when you listen to Dare to Live Fully with Helene Lerner and her guests, Thursdays at noon Central Time. Helene is also a television host, prolific author, expert on workplace issues, and founder of WomenWorking.com, one of the premier websites for women. Thank you for listening to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at theintentionalspirit at unityonlineradio.org. Now, here is your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome back, everyone, and thanks so much for being with us. And you know, I I don't think we could say it too much of how much we appreciate your support, uh, not only your social media support, but your contributions, uh, your financial contributions to Unity Online Radio, which allow us to be a voice in over 135 countries in the world and to make a difference and to bring people like Scott Helmer, who have 
amazing sacred stories of the dark night of the soul and then the awakening and then being a difference maker on on the planet thank you so much for being with us um scott has already told us about his tremendous walk uh from suicide to grand awakening and how he is making a difference on this planet scott tell us about uh what you're doing now how we can support, how we can be involved. I know we're definitely going to have you here in the, the heart of uh, Florida. Um, nice. Tell our audience uh, what your plans are and what you're doing and how we can stay better in touch with you. Sure. So right now I'm in the middle of my Support Your Cause tour, and I'm touring all across America, uh, donating my time and performing in concert to help uh, charities, nonprofits, and historic theaters all raise a million dollars by December 31st of this year. So um, last weekend, for example, I just came back from Newark, Ohio. Uh, I played at the historic Midland Theater, a beautiful venue in a little small town in Ohio. And that night they raised close to $40,000 for their education and outreach program. So um, very proud of that. And the tour, as I'm speaking to you now, is getting ready to cross over to the $300,000 dollar range uh, for for money raised for the causes. So I'm confident that I'll well exceed the million dollar goal that I set for myself. Um, but uh, it's it's going like gangbusters, and it's just spreading like wildfire. As you know, I'm not you know independently wealthy. I'm the opposite of that. After losing everything and starting over, but I started this just as a grassroots do-it-yourself uh, campaign with the intention of just doing what I love and helping people at the same time by by you know, following my passion and doing what I love. So it's grown from this thing where we've just had one, two shows and it's just five, ten thousand dollars uh at a time and having an event like last weekend in Ohio, um I've just I'm so blessed to what it's grown into and I'm excited to see what it's gonna turn into as the time goes on. But uh yeah, touring around the country singing and dancing, uh trying to help charities raise some money. Wow, that's that's exciting and um can you give us some more examples of some organizations that you've uh, sure. represented or supported? Yeah, so in my darkest hour, as we called it, um, I, talk radio is always a friend of mine. So if I'm not catching your show, I like to listen to uh, Coast to Coast AM with George Norrie late at night. And, uh, you know, we talked about um, kind of being in that dark hour. I was listening to his show, and he had a guest on talking about Wounded Warrior Project. And then the light bulb went off in my head and I was hearing about all the great work that they did and how they helped folks and just what a wonderful organization it was. And I said, that's it. I'm going to use uh, the tour that I'm going to launch to raise a million dollars for Wounded Warrior Project. So I built the uh, the concept for the tour, put the press release out, got a little coverage on it, and I immediately started getting contacted by other charities across America, uh, historic theaters, and basically all sorts of nonprofits saying, hey, when you're done with this tour, would you consider doing a charity concert for us? Would you consider helping us out? So I said, you know what, let's change it right now. Let's make it for any nonprofit or charitable organization that wants to raise money. I'll come and add them to the tour and uh, help raise money for them. And after that announcement went out, we got inundated with, uh, I mean, literally I'll probably um, have over 200 different causes on this version of the tour and um, some great ones that have stood out. I kicked off at uh, Los Angeles Harley-Davidson Anaheim in Fullerton, uh, California. That's where the tour started. That was a Wounded Warriors benefit. And I've gone everywhere to help historic theaters in Washington to New York and, and everywhere in between. I had a great event in Minneapolis in November for an organization called Can Do Canines. These guys rescue pets from rescue dogs um, from the pound, their local pounds there, and animal rescues. They train them to be service dogs, and then they donate them free of charge to folks that need service dogs. So what a wonderful organization that is, right? Um, oh, at that yeah. same time, Amazing. yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, and there's a couple that do that across the country. That was the first one I had really learned about that did that kind of work. And then, um, on that same weekend in November, we did one in St. Joseph, Missouri at the Civic Arena for the mayor's annual, um, Thanksgiving dinner. And they feed hundreds of thousands of people throughout the year and on Thanksgiving from that, from that event. So it's been everything from, you know, um, uh, cancer awareness to pets and children's charities to wounded warrior and veterans charities. There's a great one out there called the EOD Warrior um, 
charity. They help the uh, the soldiers that go and you know defuse bombs and landmines around the world. And when those folks get injured and they need support when they come back home, the EOD Warrior Foundation helps them. So. And then a whole new batch came in after the charities, which was the historic theaters um, last weekend. And as an example with that one, you know, they have, it's a beautiful hundred year old theater in a small town. And those, those, those rooms, those venues are so important to community. You know, I can remember going with my grandmother to downtown Chicago to see plays and like the Nutcracker and, you know, performances as a kid. And I have, I mean, those memories stick with me for life. So the fact that those kind of venues are in trouble and there'll be generations that won't get to experience those same kind of things. Um, there's nothing like getting out and seeing live entertainment, music, play, whatever it may be. So I'm very blessed and fortunate that I can contribute in just a small way to try to keep those uh, kind of buildings alive. Some do very well and are thriving and some need a little bit of support. So my tour is an excellent thing to help those kind of, uh, uh, of nonprofits out as well. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's just, and, it, um, and isn't, and isn't one thing I'll add, isn't it interesting? I, you know, through this whole thing, I always said, you know, I'm a yellow pad guy. Everybody knows this that knows me. And I, I plan my day tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, what I'll be doing for 20 years. And that's how I always did everything. And everything was structured and, you know, to the calendar. And what I found out from my experience and, and the troubles that I went through is all the things you plan for and anticipate and plan out on paper never happen. And the things I never imagined would happen came out of left field and clobbered me. So I try to be a little more free and work with broad strokes. So like with the tour, for example, the main slogan I had um, that I kept for myself was, I want to create and perform music and help others. After that, I don't care what the details are. So it was a little tough when I built the tour and said it's the the Million Dollar Wounded Warrior Project Tour. And then it evolved into helping countless charities across America, but if I wouldn't have been, you know, if I would have been more rigid like my old ways, I probably wouldn't have been open to doing that. But as I said, just saying, create and perform music and help others and just kind of letting it go where it goes, I'm I'm okay with that. It's really turned into something amazing. You know, it, it kind of reminds me of, I've mentioned this uh, story a couple of times uh, on the air through the years, is, um, and I came from a very rigid background of religiosity and Southern Baptist and, you know, just a lot of discomfort from a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, sure. and that being said, you know, like they, um, like they say, take the good still out of, you know, what you find. And I love the song Amazing Grace, but I didn't, you know, it brought up that, uh, being a victim, I'll never be good enough, I'm unworthy, and, you know, because that was the music, that was the message that usually followed that song. And sure. that being said, I actually, I took it upon myself as a spiritual leader to start researching all the songs that we would do and where they came from and why they exist. And it's fascinating when you start doing that. You know, just like uh, Paul McCartney, Mother Mary comes to me. He's not talking about Catholicism. He's talking about his real mother, you know, and a lot of people don't even know that. But anyway, that being said, um, I'm kind of seeing like with you, it's like you started out just to you, you love music. But then you got into an area of what you were supposed to probably do in business. And that's what happened to John Newton. You know, he followed the path of his family's expectation of being a slave captain. And when they almost had tragedy of uh, his ship wrecking, um, he had this tremendous awakening and then got into, you know, what he was really um, supposed to be doing and that's what he means by he was saved uh, not from a religious perspective that it's used for in teachings but actually he was saved from himself um, a broken down person uh, I like to call those a spiritual relocation because sure, it's, it's we we have this huge um, divine awakening and then it puts us on track with where our true gifts are. And um, anyway, I just, I had to share that. I thought you might appreciate it, but that's what I keep thinking about when you're sharing because you're so animated and so in the game of what you love now. It just is so evident 
that it took the crisis and the downfall to line you up to, you know, what you're really supposed to be and do. And I just think it's wonderful. <laughs> well, yeah, two things on that. You know, from a songwriting standpoint, all my stuff is autobiographical, and it's a true account of what I went through at that time. You know, it's a snapshot. I had the good fortune of uh, opening for Jeff Bridges a while back, um, and he had a movie called Crazy Heart uh, out a couple of years ago, and there's a line in that movie that I'll never forget where the, uh, his love interest is interviewing him and says, you know, where, does all, where do all those songs come from? Where does that music come from? And he goes, life, unfortunately. That's so, that's so dead on because, you know, usually the most traumatic, um, you know, uh, experiences make the best art or the best uh, music and the best storytelling. Unfortunately, that's usually how it is. Once in a while, you'll get a nugget on the other end. But, uh, yeah, going through it, I would have never, you know, been sitting here today talking like I'm talking about now, but it's, you know, in retrospect, you can look back and see all the value and all the messages that came. You know, folks often ask me, you know, what, what's the main thing you're trying to do with this? And I said, you know, raising the money is fantastic. Um, the suicide thing is a very important thing, you know, not to dwell on that, but if there's anybody out there hearing this or hearing about my story that's thinking about making that choice, I'm going to tell you, don't do it. It, you can get through any set of circumstances that, you know, God puts before you, and I'm a shining example of that. I did a horrible thing, made a stupid mistake, one that I'll regret for the rest of my life, and uh, I didn't give up, and things are getting better. Um, that'll never go away. That's always there, but I'm able to move on and do some good with it. So if there's anybody thinking about they're going to throw in the towel, don't do it. Tell somebody about it, get some help, move forward. And the other thing, which I think is important, is... Uh, if there's something you want to do, whether you're 6 or 60 or anywhere in between or over and above, my grandmother just turned 91, so she'll slap me on the head next time I see her for that 60. But um, if you're 6 to 91 or, or above or below, go after it and do it. You can do whatever you set out to do. And if you have a passion, whether it's to you know, open a plumbing company or be an entertainer or open a coffee shop or run a restaurant or anything in between, just go for it. Life is too short, and if you have your heart in it, I truly believe the universe will work in a way to make you be able to do that and support yourself and the resources will be there. And I'm another, again, I'm an example of that. I'm not out setting the world on fire, but I'm doing what I love. I get to sing and play guitar every night on stage and entertain people and do what I truly love to do. You know, I'm in that moment of bliss when I do that, you know, as Dyer, Chopra and all the guys talk about that I'm in that zone when I get to do that, and what a blessing to be able to do that every night and to help people at the same time. So if there's folks out there listening to this that say, yeah, I've been thinking about quitting my job or starting this new job or opening this business or whatever they want to do, and just go for it because life will be over in the snap of a finger, if you know, and you'll look back and go, oh, I should have done that. I should have done this. Just go for it and make it happen. Jump right in, right? <laughs> yep, yep, yeah. Yep. I'm not saying it's gonna. I'm not saying it's gonna be easy. I've had a thousand and one challenges over the last three or four years, just doing this new, taking this new journey where I could have thrown in the towel and said, "Oh, I'm giving up. I, this is way too much work. This is way too tough. Where's the reward and all that kind of stuff?" But if I would have done that, I'll give you a great example. I had the uh, great pleasure of opening up for Heart. Uh, a year ago. So you walk on stage in front of thousands of people um, and it's a big rush and you're on a big stage and it's really exciting. And then on the other side of that, when I tour around, I get to play at like children's hospitals and for the vets at the veterans hospitals and just put on a guitar and stroll room to room, knock on the door and walk in and play some music and get them singing along and visit with them and stuff. And those are two dramatic, you know, uh, ends of the spectrum, a stage in front of thousands of people or just in a hospital room, somebody that might not make it out of there. And as I said at the start of this, I said I've been given 101 gifts along this journey that if I would have pulled the trigger that day, I wouldn't have received. And those are two great examples. I always go back to those when I'm thinking about giving up or saying, oh, this is just so much work. I'm in the middle of some nowhere and I'm five hours to the next town and I've been driving for five hours or whatever it may be. And um, all the challenges that come up with building anything. And it's like, let's remember, you know, there's a great graphic that rolls around on social media that I've seen a couple times. It says, when you feel like giving up, remember why you started. And those are those two examples I always refer to. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's really powerful. When you feel like giving up, remember why you started. That, that and I instantly it. go back. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So for us to find out where you're going to be and for people that 
tune in to us all over the world, they can go to scotthelmer.com and you can see his tour dates. Um, you can see the various things he uh, offers on his website as far as his um, new album and lots of things going on with Scott Helmer. We'll be right back after this short break. Thank you for being with us. Affirm the good that flows within you and stretch to reach your divine potential with daily inspirational messages from Daily Word. The path to God is not long or difficult or complex. Wherever I am, whatever I am doing, I pause and bring awareness to the one spirit that is within me. I open my mind to the thought of one creative energy enlivening me in the world. I open my heart to the one love that is the essence of life. This love, God's love, is within us all. Spirit needs no books or rituals, wealth or architecture to reveal itself. It is as intimate as a touch and as vast as the infinity of space. I am at peace in the simple knowing that wherever I am, God is. Daily Word magazine is now available in a digital format. A one-year subscription to Daily Word Digital Magazine with audio is only $9.95. That's less than three cents a day to start your day right, centered and connected to the truth within you. To learn how you can subscribe to this online interactive magazine, go to www.dailyword.com. There is a high cost to playing it safe. You have the power to overcome obstacles in your path and create positive changes in your career and personal life by taking smart risks. Move ahead with faith, confident that whatever the outcome, you can handle it. Don't you deserve more? Gain tools, tips, and insights when you listen to Dare to Live Fully with Helene Lerner and her guests, Thursdays at noon Central Time. Helene is also a television host, prolific author, expert on workplace issues, and founder of WomenWorking.com, one of the premier websites for women. We now return to The Intentional Spirit. Seeing and Being, with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And thanks for listening, everyone. We're always giving you tools that can help us um, more than just uh, the sense of being positive, but the sense of how to have common sense and make decisions in a practical way that can uh, catapult you to a new level or help you realize you're already where you need to be. And if you're loving this type of message that we're talking about today, uh, please visit us on unitycampus.org or visit my website, templehaze.com. We're talking with Scott Helmer. He's traveling all over the world. He is doing, um, his, using his talents, his beautiful gifts as a musician to help charitable organizations, um, all over. Uh, Scott, it's so great, um, having you on our show. It, like I said to you during our, our break time, it's so refreshing. And I love your, your fire and passion. Um, you must really be uh, excited about the new adventures that you're having now. Yeah, I am. I mean, I'm doing what I love. So when it starts from that, it's like, uh, I mean, everything else just goes up from there. So every new opportunity that comes wrong uh, comes down the pipe. And I just get more and more excited about There's talk to make a book out of my story and maybe a, a kind of a travel adventure show as I travel across America. Um, to kind of document that either for a TV show or for a documentary film. So I'm excited about those things. My main goal is to, I guess there's two things, right, to try to use my music, what I love doing, to help others and give back. And the other thing is to inspire others to do something similar. Now, you don't have to go out and do a concert tour, 
But if you can do what you love and try to give back at the same time on a community level or individually to a family member or, you know, something bigger than a tour, I've already had folks that have come and across my travels and says, we're going to do exactly what you're doing and just raise it up 10 times. And I think that's great. If I can inspire other people to do the same thing, that would be just fantastic and mission accomplished. You know, if everybody would just do a little bit of something, then collectively no one would have to do a whole lot of anything. You know, yeah, I, agree. I couldn't, I couldn't I agree. say that again if I tried, but it, <laughs> once it came out, I went, you know, that sounded pretty good. <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. But, but that's why you're true. hosting. That's why you're hosting the show. That's why you're <laughs> but it's so true. And I, I think that that is what happens. You know, often uh, people will look at. Uh, the various things that are going on in the world, or they're only seeing the world through the lens of the news, which is always a very unfair assessment of the of the world at large. That's for sure. But sure. anyway, having said that, they'll look at the things going on and they'll immediately negate, you know, what they can be doing because they they kind of talk it through and go, oh, and it, you know, it's just getting worse and this is happening and and therefore they do nothing. Yeah, I mean, you can be crippled by the bad news, right? And you can have a steady diet of that every day. I have to tune out from it because it just becomes too depressing. Um, you can just be, you can just shut down from it. And mm-hmm. I think, I mean, my thing's a good example of I was you know, really up against the wall and had them felt like the world on my shoulders and just had no way of getting out of my situation. I said, you know what, just take it step by step, day by day, and just keep things simple and just stay tuned into your goal and things will make themselves better and things will get better. And they have, you know, I'm still writing my comeback, as I say, but each day is getting better and better. But yeah, I wish there was more positive stuff versus the, the shock and awe and the negativity that seems to grab more attention. But we keep working to make that make that change. Absolutely. We keep working to make the change. Or in the meantime, we keep telling people that that's still a small window when it comes to the, you know, the greater scheme of things. I mean, I, to me, the, the news has become very predictable now. And I, I, yeah. I know that, uh, you know, I know just like the medical profession, there's good in it. So I'm, I, I get that. And uh, sure. being informed about certain things is really nice. But what's happened is with Google Analytics, I think they're more driven by what gets the most clicks and what opens the most. And I've started noticing the trends now just about in every um, news report each week with some of the major networks. We've got to have a shark story in there or, right. or something with the sea. It's like, oh, Give me a break, you know. It's just like- yeah, and the things that used to shock us, you know, ten, twenty years ago, don't don't have the same effect. We're like numb to it, so they keep need, you know keep needing to uh, raise the bar and raise the bar. It's like where does it stop, right? I hope there's a reset on all that, and we kind of go back to a simpler, more positive time. But you know, my thing, I'm not doing what I'm doing to be a do-gooder. Um, one thing I'll tell you is, if you're feeling down in the dumps, or you're having a bad day, or having a bad situation in your life. You go and you can find it right in your own community. Go seek out somebody that's, you know, maybe in the hospital or, or uh, you know, dealing with a tough time, maybe down to your homeless shelter and, you know, serve a meal or help out a little down there or any of those kind of things. And you quickly will get an attitude adjustment about, wow, I didn't know things could be this bad. I'm, you know, I'm thankful that's not my situation and maybe I can get a different perspective on my challenges and help you to get through it because that can give you a rude awakening pretty quick. You know, the, what's the saying? My brother always likes to bring this up. I say, you know, wow, can things get any worse? And he'll say, oh, Scott, don't say that. They can always be worse. Be thankful and keep moving forward. Absolutely. Um, we are we are blessed. Well, we've talked a, a, a good bit in this portion and the former one about the things you're doing and obviously the charities, my goodness, that sure. you're helping and, and, and bringing the awareness of the cha- charities to the forefront of people's minds. Have you heard from people that... Um, have had like a, a reassuring hope or uh, a story out there where somebody was down and out and they heard your story and they they made a different commitment to life. Oh, I mean, there those are I couldn't even list them all. We would need another half half of a day of a radio program to list them all. Every town that I go to, 
somebody will come up to me before or after the show and say, I heard about your story, read about it in the paper, saw it on TV, and I was in that situation. I was thinking about ending my life, and I didn't. And I'm thankful that I didn't, and your stories inspired me to keep moving forward. Or there was, there's been numerous uh, veterans, either in a wheelchair. I had a, a gentleman in Texas that came to an event, um, and he had his uh, his leg blown off in battle in Iraq, and you know he thought his life was older, over. His family, uh, his family broke up when he came back. There was so much stress going on, and. He said, I heard about your story, and I came out here, and I'm going to do this, this, and this, and I'm going to use my uh, experience to go uh, talk to kids at schools and say never to give up. Look what I'm dealing with, and I made a comeback. And he, he said, I'm just going to kind of copy what you're doing, and I don't play music, but I'm just going to use my skills. He was a writer, and he could write, and he started a blog and a column, and it's just I keep an eye on him. I check in with him every once in a while. That's been an amazing story. So I've had a 1,001 examples of people along the way that have come up and said, wow, your story's inspired me to keep going. And that keeps me going because there's a lot of times I want to give up. You know, I'm not dealing with the challenges I had a few years ago that we spoke about, but there's always new things that come up and, you know, things always don't go as planned and there's always challenges uh, when you're reaching for the stars. So it's like those people give me motivation to keep going and remember why I started doing this and not to give up. Um, I, I always like to tell a quick story of one of the first shows I did last year on the tour was at a kid's camp in outside of Salt Lake City, Utah, a place called Camp Costa Coolis. Um, there, it's like a summer camp. Uh, for kids with disabilities, and uh, I think it's a one-week or two-week program during the summertime, and they do things all throughout the year, but the summertime thing is a real big deal. And parents um, of kids with disabilities can drop them off, know that they'll be in a safe place because, as you know, that's a 24-hour job caring for a family member that's dealing with those challenges, so they get a rest as well. But had a great day. They raised a ton of money. It was a fantastic event. The people that run the camp are just the salt of the earth. I'm so blessed to have met them along my journey, and I'm actually playing for them again next month. Um, we're doing another round, uh, a fundraising concert again. But the thing that sticks with me every time I talk about it is we went to grab a burger with the executive director after the show, and we're sitting down in this beautiful setting in the mountains of, of Utah, and he said, uh, I could tell he was getting a little emotional. I said, what's up? And he said, you know, you've done a great thing here. You don't understand. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, we raised money. It was a great event, and that was fantastic. But just you coming here with your guitar and singing some songs and entertaining everybody and your tour being a part of our camp and vice versa, there was a lot of people that came out here today that didn't even know we were here, and they were right in our backyard the whole time, and they might live nearby but never even knew that this place was here, and uh, they saw you on the news, or they read about it in the paper that you were coming, so they said, hey, let's get in the car and go check this place out. And now they're new supporters of our camp and our endeavor, and he said something very, very poignant to me that I never forget. He said, think about what's going to happen a year from now at the end of this tour after you've done that 100 or 200 times and rolled into 100 or 200 different towns for different causes, think of all the connections, the tour and the, the, the thing that you're doing will have created that you don't even know about that will just spread like wildfire. So I think that's a very powerful thing of just make, doing one little thing and it just spreads, you know, and just, just travels and, and gains steam and, and, and expands. You know, you, you gave me a, a really um, great idea um, and thank you for that <laughs> just a few minutes ago because I was thinking that let's have you back and uh, let people know in advance that we're going to be doing it and let's do a call-in show. I think that would be great. I would I would love that and your personality, I, I would feel so comfortable doing that with you and I feel, I know it would do a lot of good out there for people that are, you know, going through challenging times and we could have them call in and, and give them sure. a bit of insight. And, um, I think that would they be could probably great. Give me some insi- they could probably give me some insight as well. So I would look forward to doing that. Absolutely. Well, and what we know to be true is that, you know, anytime we're hearing our story through other people's realities, um, to me, that's what the word compassion is, come, pass it on. 
you know, so, so it, it gives us an opportunity to, uh, see our lives and our stories through the people that are, that are calling in. So it's kind of a win-win for everybody. Well, I'm inspired by you and I'm so grateful, Scott Helmer, for the work that you're doing. Um, again, everyone go to scotthelmer.com, H-E-L-M-E-R, and learn about his life. Uh, follow Scott. Uh, get in touch with the connection of what he's doing and what he's offering and being a difference maker in the world. Scott, thank you so much for being on our show today. And I look forward to connecting with you uh, off radio so we can make a plan to have you here right in the heart of Florida. Temple, I'm looking forward to it. And I just wanted to say thanks for having me on and helping to spread the story. And I'm grateful. Thank you so much. It's been my blessing. Many blessings to you and much success. You as well. Take care. All right. Thank you for tuning into The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central for tools and simple applications which will support you from being alive to fully living. This program is brought to you in part by First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. To learn more about this ministry, go to www.unitycampus.org or www.templehaze.org. There is peace. There is quiet. Reverend Paulette's mantra is... It's all a prayer. Tune in every Tuesday as Unity Minister Paulette Pipe leads you in meditation and prayer on touching the stillness. Make no mistake, this is not nap time. With an energy that will captivate you, touching the stillness will guide you in deep meditation, leaving you enlivened. Hear astounding meditations and learn more about different forms of meditation. Enrich your prayer life as Reverend Paulette, Senior Minister of Touching the Stillness Ministries, affirmatively prays with power and authority by taking live prayer requests from callers like you. Whether you have a prayer request for yourself or for a loved one or are ready for a deepened meditation experience, make sure you tune in on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Central Time, where we'll be joining in consciousness with the unceasing prayer activity of the Silent Unity 24-7 Prayer Ministry at Unity Village. That's Touching the Stillness with Reverend Paulette Pipe every Tuesday right here on Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Letting go in the stillness. Things may happen around you. Things may happen to you. But the only things that really count are the things that happen in you. This meditative moment from Reverend Eric Butterworth is brought to you by Unity. Have you heard about Dr. Tom Shepard's new program on Unity Online Radio? Tom Shepard, isn't he the Unity Magazine question and answer guy? Right. Well, they've actually turned him loose with a radio show, and I hear it's going to be pretty edgy. Edgy? Like what? Guest panelists and students from Unity Institute and Seminary. Topics like abortion, gay marriage, war and peace, environmental issues, Islamic fundamentalism, universal health care, religion and politics, current events. Yeah, but they'll all be Unity people, right? Dr. Tom and his students will talk about the hard questions facing all people today, sometimes joined by rabbis, priests, liberal and conservative ministers, Buddhist monks, Baha'is, Hindus. And he's going to interview them on the program? 
better. He's going to introduce a controversial topic and let students and special guests go for it. This could get explosive. Does he have guys in black shirts standing by to break up the fights? (laughs) If I know Dr. Tom, he will keep it both friendly and spirited. Whoa, I gotta hear this. When and where? The program is called Let's Talk About It, and it's on every Thursday at 9 a.m. Central Time, only on Unity Online Radio. So let's talk about it. Definitely, let's. Are you ready to live in joy? Is there an area of your life where you could use a miracle? Have you been praying for help and guidance? Come join Lisa and Bill and their guests for an hour filled with practical tips on experiencing miracles, greater abundance, focused, deliberate living, and the peace of God that passeth all understanding. Experience more joy in life. Listen to Living in Joy, Reflections on A Course in Miracles, with Lisa Natoli and Bill Free, every Friday at 2 p.m. Central, here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Within you is a divine spark. As you feed your mind, body, and spirit with inspiration, the spark becomes a flame. Unity Online Radio provides the fuel to ignite your passion, creativity, and more during our special Ignite Your Life series. Tune into the series at unityonlineradio.org slash ignite. Connect with your source and ignite your life. That's unityonlineradio.org slash ignite. We spend a third of our lives sleeping and dreaming, yet most of us have no idea what goes on during that time. I'm Kelly Sullivan Walden, and as a dream expert and best-selling author, I'm here to empower you to mine the gold from your nighttime dreams. Join me on The Kelly Sullivan Walden Show, part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network, available wherever you get your podcasts. Until we meet again. Don't take your dreams lying down.